you have everything from like spas where you get unlimited massages spas. to like ten different restaurants covering all types of cuisines all for free. <laughs> oh my god! Everything you can imagine, you know, like 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 bedrooms you can go sleep in and gyms and everything, and it's it's crazy. Like it is literally crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Successful Failures. If you're new, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Almina. And in this podcast, we aim to inspire success from the lessons of failure. Um, and if you're not new, thank you for joining us again. So together, we interview some of the most successful people we know and explore times that they've failed and what they've learned from those experiences. And today on this special episode, we also have a guest interviewer joining us. Um, his name is Eugene, and he's also a close friend of our guest, Mario. Hi guys, um, I'm Eugene. I've got the cool FM DJ voice. <laughs> and today we are so grateful to be interviewing Mario. He recently graduated from UCL, studying mechanical engineering and graduated with a first. And he's now working at Google. So Mario, could you introduce yourself? Of course, of course. First of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, it's kind of cool being on this side. Um, literally, I'm sure you guys are aware, I mentioned to you before, but I recently kind of created my own podcast and I was in your seat, so I literally know exactly how it is kind of starting <laughs> off with this whole experience. Really good. Um, a bit about me. So I'm Lebanese. I was born in London, but I grew up in Dubai my whole life. Um, I studied, I did both my GCSEs and A-levels in Dubai, and then I moved over to London. And as you mentioned, I studied at UCL doing mechanical engineering. Right throughout my first year at university, I realized I didn't, well, to be honest, I chose engineering because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I guess that's what, you know, most people do when they're in a position where they don't know what they want to do. They kind of choose a degree that's kind of safe, right? Mm -hmm. And opens loads of doors for you. Um, I'm sure Eugene can agree with that completely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Literally speaking, three years after that, I'm sure, and I'm, you know, I'm 100% sure that I'll never be an engineer. And I, you know, I completely hated the degree, but it got me through and it got me to where I wanted to be. It, Mario knows, like, you only ever do engineering to satisfy your parents. <laughs> it's one of those degrees that, you know, you do it, it's, it's going to kill you, but at the end of the day, it's, it's worth it. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I studied. And then in terms of, like, you know, my university experience, so when I got there, uh, my first year of university, I got to uni, and when I was in student halls, I was in garden halls with Eugene, and, and kind of, like, meeting everyone and seeing, you know, all these ambitious people around me, wanting to go into finance that was kind of the career that i wanted to dive into um because you know everyone's talking about oh finance is the best way to make money you can make so much money in finance so i was like perfect let me you know um let me go let me try that route out so i had no clue what spring internships were all that sort of stuff um but when i got to when i got to london like i heard about it through people um and i said to myself okay let me jump on this you know let me kind of like jump on this train like everyone's currently on so I started to meet people who knew so much about finance, I knew like nothing. So um, what I did was I, I, I kind of like pushed my, you know, pushed towards the, the whole application process, applied to loads of banks, did a spring internship at Deutsche Bank, thought that, you know, I was going to go down a career in finance um, until my second year of university when, you know, my kind of like career aspirations completely switched to tech. Um, and I interned at Google, um, where I was interning as a cloud consultant. And then following that, now I'm currently in a full-time position at Google, as, as mentioned by Amina. Um, my current role and title is Partner Associate. And what I do in this role, a quick overview, is 
I work and cover, I work with our partners in the Middle East and our part, when I say partners, we're talking about publishers, people who own websites and mobile applications. Um, what we do is we help offer monetization solutions towards them and everything I'm responsible for is optimizing the process and all experiences for our partners. I guess that's like a, <laughs> an overview of, of, of me. No, that was so cool. We're just cycling back to when you did your podcast at Google. How did you find that? Were you, did you pioneer that yourself or were you like carrying on? From yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like how Google internships are structured, but they're quite different to the majority of other internships. Um, so Google internships are structured in a way where you're kind of get, so it's twelve. It's a twelve week internship, and over the twelve weeks, you're you're given a project, right, by your manager, um, and you kind of have to go about completing that project to the best of your ability. And again, the hard thing is that it's not kind of structured as it would be in finance, where you know you'd be working I don't know in the role of like a sales analyst or you know in in in, in, in corporate finance, you kind of you know be working on valuations and that sort of stuff. It's not structured like that. It's a bit different. They give you like a like a project and they just throw you in the deep end, you just kind of have to like solve it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's much it's a much more kind of like creative internship. Um so during that internship, like my, my core job was to was to perform in the in, in the in the in the role of a cloud consultant where I was like speaking to our, our, our you know our clients in the Middle East and kind of pitching cloud solutions to them. Um, but then besides that I wanted to kind of like do something to kind of leave a mark and kind of you know make as much of an impact as I could during these, these three months. So that's why, like, me and a few of the other interns that I met on the internship, um, we decided to group up together and kind of create this podcast, which, uh, which was called Coffee With, and it's an internal podcast. And the reason we called it Coffee With was because it's, it's a funny story behind it, but basically a really common thing in Google is to kind of set up, you know, coffee meetings with anyone if you want to get to know them better. And, like, it's, like, super normal, like, a super, like, general thing, and everyone does it. And, like, even no matter how senior the person is, you can literally just set up, you know, a coffee chat with them and, in, in, in like, the, the different baristas that we have, right? Um, and the, that, that was, that, that's one part to it. But the other, the other twist to it that we kind of bought into when we were kind of setting up this, this podcast was that we called it Coffee With because we were also incorporating alcohol into it and we are incorporating <laughs> coffee patrimonial into it. So, so literally, like, that was the little twist. So they wouldn't know that. They'd think that, you know, it's just going to be a general, you know, chat or and all that sort of stuff. But then we'd bring, you know, kind of like uh, Patron coffee, alcohol into it. Um, and we'd be taking shots with them uh, and playing different games with them. And, and it was really cool. And the theme of it was to kind of get to understand the, uh, specific Googlers like interesting backgrounds, right? Like what we realized there was that there are so many people with insane backgrounds that you know weren't even related to Google. For example, some of the people we were interviewing, um, there's a guy called Jamie Heaslip who was the um, Irish rugby captain for like ten years, and he's wow. like super famous. He has like three hundred k plus followers on on all of his social media oh platforms, and and he works at Google now. He's actually managing um, the whole like sports ad side of things or something like that. Really interesting guy, really awesome interviewing him. And there are other people like influencers at Google um, who run like, uh, there was another guy called Omar Salman who was like a partner manager, which is like a super senior position at Google. But then at the same time, he was like, he ran an Instagram page where he'd like, he it was like a food blog. And he had like, <laughs> you know, hundreds of thousands of like, it's, it's pretty big, right? So he's pretty famous in, in, in Ireland. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the theme behind it, and, and that's what we did. So it turned out really well, and like I'm looking forward to actually continuing it now. Now that I'm back full time, you know. And what was really cool about it, I remember your co-host was actually your cousin. Am I yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. How, so, how awesome was that working? So together? crazy, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So that's the so not my cousin first of all. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I they share the same last name. But, <laughs> but, 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 but your 
it's a super, super weird, um, super weird like uh, coincidence. So the story behind this is that one of the people on the internship, um, his name is Sharif Aoun as well, same last name as me, right? And before the internship started, you kind of see who the other interns are. And I saw him on the list and I was like, you know, what the hell, like same last name, like yeah. could I possibly know this guy? I check mutual friends, I see he's friends with so many of my friends in Lebanon. Um, he's one of, like one of his closest friends is one of my closest friends and I was like, <laughs> how have I never met this guy, right? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Um, and then I reached out to him and I found out that, you know, like he's actually best friends with, with this girl that's like literally like family to me that I grew up with. Um, and it's just so crazy because we ended up living together and what's even crazier is his dad's name is exactly the same as my dad's name. It's iPhone. Oh my gosh. And even weirder than that, like his iPhone passcode was the same as my iPhone what? passcode. So, 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 <laughs> different teams I was in cloud he was in kickstart we both ended up in full-time roles in the exact same team which is like oh so rare God. especially because there's like thousands of teams in Google yeah. we're literally in the same team covering the same market working yeah. together no, so it's scary oh yeah it's like <laughs> destiny or something okay. yeah. whenever I hear about anyone working at Google I'm so jealous like it just sounds so so good wait so actually now that you've started obviously you've started in the midst of like a global pandemic yeah. how has that been you've been working there for about two months so or? yeah so now I'm I think I'm going into my sixth week so yeah almost two months um yeah, I mean it's it's a bit uh, it's a bit weird. I mean, I, definitely worse than being in the office because mm -hmm. the Google office is like the best place yeah. to be. Um, but the good thing is that I got to experience the office during the internship. So like you know, I, I already experienced all the perks. I had all those opportunities. And like when I say perks, like we're talking like it's it's crazy. Like literally, if you haven't watched the movie The Internship, like highly recommend watching it because mm -hmm. it's a, you'll get an exact like overview of what it's like being in the office. You have everything from like spas where you get unlimited massages spas. to like what? 10 different restaurants covering all types of cuisines all for free. <laughs> oh my and God. everything you can imagine, you know, like, it's like, like, like bedrooms you can go sleep in and gyms and everything. And it's, it's crazy. Like it is literally crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm so looking forward to getting back. I can't wait to get back to the office. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting my application quickly. Mario's going to be receiving texts from me and Rebecca like, oh, by the way. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but yeah, so a question we like to ask everybody at the start of our podcast is, what have you failed at this week? Um, so, Amina, what have you failed at this week? Okay, well, so guys, if you don't know, we're recording this in advance. And Rebecca and I have been doing everything by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like the cover art, the jingle, everything. So in the process of doing that, you know, learning Adobe Creative Cloud, I have come across a lot of failures. <laughs> and if you've checked out our Instagram, um, we have like an animation video and I'm currently in the process of doing that. So this week has really just been getting to know Adobe After Effects and I can't even ex begin to explain all the failures <laughs> that have occurred with that. But it's actually been really fun. So, you know, it's all good lessons and it's been yeah it's been so much fun but Eugene what have you felt out um mm, what haven't I felt out <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, uh, it's been an interesting week for me um I just started at I just started my MSc at Imperial Business School and let me give you a brief intro of how I failed my first day at <laughs> uni um day before right I'm because I'm currently in, in the process of moving between flats uh, moving back home to Collindale, and I had to go back down to King's Cross to pick up some stuff. It was supposed to be very chill, very casual. I go back home at the end of it, I get an early night, 
Next thing I know, I'm, I run into my friend Carlos, mutual friend Mari as well, you know, while I was getting my trim. And he says, hey, come over. Uh, I'm going to, going to a bar with a couple of friends. And that's where the biggest mistake happened. <laughs> I hadn't been to, an, to a bar in God knows how long, like, especially because of the whole lockdown situation. So I'm like, you know what? One drink ain't gonna hurt, you know? <laughs> and here I am, happy hour. Next thing I know, I'm four drinks in. <laughs> um, barely stumbling onto the tube and getting oh back home at like 12 a.m. After four drinks? Only four? <laughs> <laughs> that's the failure of the day. That's the failure. First of all, there was another tequila shot as well in the house. I forgot to mention that. So I'm actually heavy, but these were like Long Island iced tea level drinks. And anyone who is actually a fan of cocktails knows that Long Island are like the heaviest one. Mm-hmm. Fair I enough. trust you. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. So um, yeah, here it happens. I wake up the next day. I, I'm all good. It's like 7.30. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Get on the tube. And a whole hour commute. And I'm literally dying. I'm on my last <laughs> Like, people asked me if I was okay. Like, I was in and out of sleep. I thought I was going to Like, it was crazy. But, yeah, no, it was a learning experience. Okay, so, Mari, what have you felt out this week? Um, well, like, I, I kind of feel bad, like, saying my now, because it's, like, compared to you, like, you know, like learning Adobe, whatever, Flash, stuff. I feel so broken now. And my, my problem, like, my failure is definitely going to be just, like, you know, not being able to jump on Fortnite with Eugene this week. You know, yeah. like, Fortnite fans play man. every week. Uh, you know, so any of you listening who play Fortnite, feel free to add me, Mari underscore Alan, and play real sports, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean honestly, I mean yeah. This week, fortunately, it's it's I've, I've had uh, I've been lucky to have like good successes in terms of work. Um, That's what we like I was to hear. Hit targets, um, but no, actually no. I did have I did have a failure. There was um, a big meeting. It's called the All Hands of Google, um, which is basically where everyone in, in my kind of organization. It's called OPG. It's like two hundred people come into like a video call and and they kind of you know talk about what updates are coming through mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And what I didn't know, and what no one had told me on my team, <laughs> was that all Googlers, so Googlers are like new Googlers, <laughs> all, all Googlers have to like usually introduce themselves during these lines, and I had no clue. So like, I'm like, okay, all hands cool, I can chill, and I turn, like, everyone turns off their video who's not speaking. So my video was off, mic was off, I'm lying down on my couch in my bed and stuff. <laughs> no one told me, not my buddy, like, in Google you're giving a buddy who's meant to like advise him all this stuff, right? Um, my buddy, nothing from him. Manager, nothing from her. Team, nothing at all. Here, nothing. I'm lying down on my bed, like on my couch, and um, I'm just like literally barely listening. And then I hear, um, great. So uh, now we're gonna introduce our new this week. And uh, once I say their name, please come forward and introduce yourself. And then I was first as well. Like, yeah. So they're like Mario. They're like Mario Allen, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, oh my god! So I literally jumped, grabbed my laptop, flew to my desk. Like literally, I was I was like wearing like my, my boxers. I like, sit down, like tilt at the camera as long as possible. Um, uh, turn on, turn on my, my camera, turn on my mic, like 40 seconds later, everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And they're like, is, uh, is Mario in the call? Uh, and then I turn on my mic, I'm like, yeah, 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 just, uh, sorry, sorry about that. And then I turn on my camera, and I'm like, yeah, hello, uh, my name's Mario. It was like, so awkward, like, it was the most awkward thing ever. Like, it was like, literally being put on the spot in front of 200 people you don't know, and like, having to introduce yourself, and you were just chilling and not even focusing on what the hell's going on. Um, so yeah, that was probably my favorite thing. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, and Rebecca, what's your failure? I mean, nothing that interesting. I was just supposed to start cooking this week. You know, no, no more delivery, no more Uber Eats. But I mean, we start again next week. (laughs) Me and Rebecca literally every few weeks say to each other, "Okay, guy, we have to start eating healthily. We can't just have delivery every week. You have to expose us. We don't send each other a Snapchat like, guy, can't lie, lie." I swear, no, I just remember like in my second year of uni, it was ridiculous like that. I remember it got to a point where per day I was working like three times. So, like, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so staying on the topic of Google, I can imagine you had to do a lot of interviews for not only the internship, but also like the actual um, graduate role that you got into. Um, so I was wondering, you know, we've all had those like blunders in the middle of interviews where like your brain froze or something like that. So I was wondering if anything like that happened to you or you had like a funny interview experience or like what happened or like how you got out of that. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I think it's impossible to not have those experiences in interviews. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you're always going to have that regardless of how well you think the interview went, you're always going to have something that's going to be like, oh shit. Um, let me think. So. I've had a lot. I mean, like I've had so many good, like, do- like in my Deutsche Bank interviews, like my ECG interviews, like all of them, my Google interviews. Like, like I can talk about all of them, but like yeah, okay, we'll do the BCG one and the Google one because I think they're both like good. But the BCG one will be a bit quicker. So uh, BCG. So I um, yeah. So this was in my second year of university. Um, I this was so okay. So quick, quick kind of like backtrack. Uh, after I did the spring trip with Deutsche Bank, I didn't convert. And like I had a I had a screwed up experience there. Um, I had prepped so much for it, you know. I was I was so I was so down to go, you know, through the kind of finance route. I had prepped so much during the spring internship. Um, I my technicals were on point, everything. My competency were on point. And at, at Deutsche Bank, they kind of do three rounds, so it's like technical competency and case. Um, competency went really well. I thought I killed it. Uh, technical went really well. Pretty sure I killed that too. Then I had the case. Um, and I've never done cases before. It was my first year, first year ever, like you know, university, first kind of like actual internship mm-hmm. where I had to interview and stuff like that. Um, and I was given like a really great case, and like I thought, you know, like they give you like twenty minutes to kind of solve it, and then you have to go in and present it to like a managing director or something like that. And I go in and like I start presenting to him, and um, I, I'm presenting all my findings. I did all these calculations. Everything was really good. He was happy with that. But at the end of it. He's like, okay, so what are your findings? And I was like, he was like, summarize your findings in one sentence. You have 10 seconds. I was like, oh my God, what the Ooh. hell? So I was like, there was so much that I took that. Like, it was like pages of analysis. You know what I mean? Like pages of kind of, So I was like, uh, 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 yeah, so we can see comparables are, you know. <laughs> and then, and like, I, like, I panicked and, and, and stuff. And then just because of that, like all my feedback was like, yeah, amazing technical interview, amazing home interview, amazing like everything in your case. Apart from not being able to like, uh, kind of like summarize your findings concisely, something like that, yeah. So I was like, what the hell, you know? Like, how could they screw, you know, like, not let you convert because of that little like mess up? But anyways, um, that that was my first mess up. So after that, the next year, my second year, that's why I was applying to like other firms for some internships. So like, I applied to like finance and consultancy and stuff. So I got to find around BCG. Um, this is before I got Google, by the way, and I. Um, yeah, I was, I was applying for the internship and everything went well. First few set of interviews went super well and then I got to like the final round and I had, uh, I'll never forget this, so literally, uh, I'll never forget the date as well. It was August 17th last year. I literally <laughs> out, this, this, this is like starring. So I got to the final round, I prepped so much um, and I had a, a partner, a partner at ECG uh, interviewing me. 
and that's like the highest, highest position you can be at a PC, at BCG. So I was like, okay, cool, like whatever. He was, he was, he was Greek, and basically in BCG before your final round interview, they put you in a room with like all the walls filled with pictures and names and like a brief overview of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fact sheets. A brief overview of like that person's career history or whatever, right? And it's so intimidating because you're in a room with like three <laughs> other, four other interviewers in the final round or whatever, of interviewees, sorry, in the final round. And there's all these sheets, like like 50 copies of each interview just stuck on the wall, like the ceilings, the roof, the, the sides, everything. And it says like, you know, what their background is. So you're just kind of like, and they, they tell you who's interviewing you. So you go see his fact sheet and you kind of like, Learn as much as you can in like five minutes before you know. So that's how intimidating that is, right? Um, and I see like this guy, okay, so like ex Goldman Sachs for like 20 years, managing director, and then came to partner at BCG. Um, uh, he was a Greek guy. Uh, I'm not going to say names, but he was a Greek guy. Um, and as soon as I saw banking, I was like, oh, you know, for sure, like he's, he's going to be like, you know, so strict, so to the point. like. Anyways, um, I was like prepping all that sort of stuff. I go into the room, like I knock, and then you knock on the door when it's your time. You knock on the, the door the interviewer's in, and then you go in, and I knocked on the door, and I opened it, and he's like, no, get out. I was like, okay, like, okay, but like that's what the, you know, the, the recruiters told me to do. So I'm just like standing outside, I look at the recruiters, and they're like, yeah, just wait, wait like 30 seconds and knock again. So I wait 30 seconds, knock again, I don't want to open the door unless he said like something, you know, like come in or something. Just waiting, nothing. So then, like, I open it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, come in." I'm like, okay, cool. So I go, I sit down. Already at that point, I was like, "What the hell?" You know? yeah. like, I was kind of like, and then I'm sitting down, and this guy was just already so pissed off. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I'm sure he had an argument with his wife. He's like, yeah, okay, so tell me about yourself, tell me about myself, typical questions, all that sort of stuff. Then he asks me, you know how like consulting kind of interviews, their cases, they, they go through cases, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what yeah. all I have prepped, right? Yeah. But he like didn't do a consulting type of interview at all. He did like a whole banking type of interview, right? Ooh. With banking technicals. Because he had been in banking for like 20 years, right? And he's asked me about all this like credit risk stuff, which I like barely know anything about. Because like, when I interned in banking, I was in corporate finance, so IBD. Um, which is advisory, which has nothing to do with like credit risk, all that sort of stuff. So he's asking me all these questions, like, he's like, okay, so, you know, if, if uh, they give you, if, you know, I can't remember, like, he's throwing numbers at me, and he's like, tell me to do calculations on the spot. First few, like, I'm doing okay. Then he's asking me some, like, just kept going with, like, random, very quick, like, calculations. If I don't answer in, like, five seconds, he's like, he starts, like, tapping his pen on the table. Ooh. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> and then, like, I messed up a calculation once, and uh, he was like, no. Uh, that's not right, and uh, I did it again, and then he was like, no, that's not right, and I was just getting more, like, more, you know, like, yeah, more nervous, yeah. and, and, like, I just kept messing it up, and I was, like, you know, like, starting it from scratch, and my head was just everywhere, and, and yeah, that, that screwed me up, so that's basically, like, a really, really, really bad experience that I had, um, yeah, so that's, like, I didn't really deal with that one, you know, like, I mean, like, there's nothing I could have done in that situation, yeah. like, it's just a matter, like, I prepped, I'd done everything I could have in, in my hands, but, like, at the end of the day, it was just my luck, um, but, like, you know, ultimately it happened for the greater good because then I had the interview with Google. Um, and the Google interview was really good and really interesting. Um, I feel like my experiences at BCG and Deutsche Bank prepped me for that interview super well because mm -hmm. they put me in positions where 
like really, they put me in positions where I was faced with open-ended questions, you know, where like these kind of calculations on the spot and you're kind of nervous and like, you know, you don't really know what to, how to react in them. So I was expecting that, you know, like I was expecting that, especially with all the kind of like interview questions that I read online about Google. Um, I was going into that interview like prep as hell for yeah. those type of questions, you know? Um, and I would literally, to the point where like before that interview I was searching on Google, I was like, um, you know, uh, what was I searching? I was like, yeah, hardest interview question, the hardest interview questions at Google, stuff like that. And like I was seeing all these crazy questions, I was just like writing answers to those, you <laughs> yeah. know? like I was prepping for it. Cause like, okay, if I screw this up, like, you know, no internship, like next year's gonna be messed. Mm, yeah. So, so I, um, I prepped a lot. I go into that interview, uh, I had, so I'd already passed the first interview with the recruiter, which was competency, that was chill. Then I had two 45 minute interviews with um, my, like a really senior person, who like headed the team in the cloud, his name was Omar Salman, who I actually did a podcast with. Oh, he's the guy who runs that Instagram page. Really awesome guy. He's Lebanese as well. And then I had an interview with another guy who was my direct manager called Anil, who's honestly like one of my close, close friends now. Like really, really close friends. Like now we, we call every day, we text. Like one of my close friends, he's actually moving to San Francisco. Wow. He helped you secure those yeah, time Exactly. So he was he played a crucial part in my in like my conversion and everything. But nevertheless, anyways, my first before those interviews, like I searched them up on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> and that's Omar's, uh, like just just like Omar, like, like a really cool guy and all that stuff. But then Anil, like his picture was like you know like this guy doesn't he doesn't take shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> serious, serious guy. Serious, really serious, like, wearing a suit, like you know like angry face. I was mm. like, oh god, okay, so this is gonna be the hard interview. But it was the opposite way around, surprisingly. Like Anil was super nice, interview went super well, and then I had the one with Omar, and I was in that position where you know going back to your question, like I had one of those. Those situations was like, oh god, what do I, what do I say here? This is a really weird question. I had two of those questions. So the first one was, he asked me, um, he was like, okay, if Google wanted to move to a 100 story building and they wanted to buy the top two floors, how would you design the elevators? Oh. Right? So I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was like, um, I was kind of like, oh god, like. Let's give you guys yeah. a moment to think about it. You know. Let me ask a question. Yeah. So you said that you prepared a lot for these interviews. Did you like anticipate these kind of questions? And if you yeah. did, like, how did you prepare for them? Like, who did you reach out to? That yeah. So you can only prepare to an extent for these type of questions. I mean, the way that I prepared for these type of questions was knowing how to react in those situations mm -hmm. and how to buy myself time to be able to answer the questions, mm -hmm. right? And the way in which I kind of prepped for that was I met up with a person who interned and converted one year, like he was in UCL, one year above us called Albert, um, one of my close friends. Um, I met up with him, he told me about his interview experiences, the type of questions he faced, and I was just speaking to as many people as I could who had interviewed yeah. there and asked them what type of questions they got, right? Because Google assesses you on cognitive, cognitive ability, which is these kind of random questions, yeah. uh, leadership, Googliness, which is like how unique your personality is, and then the last one is uh, role-related knowledge. Yeah. Right, so cognitive ability was one of the messed up questions. So I was prepping for, I, I just put myself in situations where I'd get my brother to ask me random questions, <laughs> like, random, like, not even related to like my role at all. Or completely um, spontaneous. Completely spontaneous, <laughs> and just, just so I could like prep myself to know how to react in that situation, yeah. how to buy myself time, right? So after learning that and you know, not being too shocked with these type of questions coming up, then that's what made me a bit more ready, right? So when he asked me that question, I was like, um, so my, my initial response was, like, oh, okay, that's super interesting. I mean, you know, 
very random question. Like, uh, and the first question I asked was like, are you, you know, are you looking for a specific type of, you know, answer or a specific yeah. type of method to answering this question? He was like, no, 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 like completely open-ended. I was like, okay, cool. So then from there, like my first kind of instinct was to refer back to what I'd learned on my degree, right? To try and apply to a more technical kind of response, mm -hmm. uh, to try to get a more technical kind of response, right? And surprisingly enough, like not long ago, I'd, I'd, I'd taken a lecture um, in my engineering degree on control systems, right? Um, so the way I incorporated that into my answer was I told them that what I would do to kind of um, solve this issue is that if Google were writing the top two floors, the other 98 floors were owned by other companies, which is what the scenario was, mm -hmm. the way in which I designed the elevator to make it suitable for those people who are on the top 10 floors is by um, incorporating a control system, which enables those people on the top 10 floors to order the lift to be present at a particular time from their desk through an automated system, right? So mm -hmm. basically say, for example, you knew you're going for lunch at like one or 12 or whatever, mm -hmm you from your desk could request the elevator to be there for 12 or one, oh, wow. right? Yeah. And that way that will reduce the amount of conflict, the amount of like wait time, yeah. you'd be yeah. waiting for the elevator if you're on one of those top floors, right? And then, and then I gave another solution as well, which was that another way that we can look at this is that if, um, for example, the building had 10 elevators, there's 100 floors, you could designate each ele elevator to only operate per 10 floors, mm -hmm. right? So each elevator kind of yeah. Only works ten floors, and that way it's like equally distributed, and there won't be much wait time. So that's kind of the route I took. That's really good. Yeah. So I was actually gonna ask, like, so you'd had those two kind of failed experiences. Was so when you received like the rejections, and especially because BCG was before Google, did you have like those sort of momentary, or like how did you build yourself back up again, especially in anticipation for something as big as Google? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I was so down. Like, dude, like, after my not converting my spring internship, I was like, oh my god, this is like the end of the world. Like, you remember, like, I was yeah. so sad. Like, I was, I, like, I put everything into that, like, prepped so hard. I was so sure I was going to convert. Like, I did everything I needed to during the internship. I networked, I did everything. And I was just, like, so, like, down. Like, it was, like, the worst, to be honest, like, the worst thing that happened in first year for me, and then the BCG rejection was the worst thing that happened in second year for me. Because like the BCG one, I was like, okay, this is awesome, then this is my chance again. Yeah. I prepped so much, like got screwed there. I was like so upset about that. Um, I'm sure you remember Eugene. Like every time, every time I said Eugene, I told Eugene, I'd be like, I've always oh. been that support system that I yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Mario. God's got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually Honestly, need those. You need those support systems. Yeah, the true. way you can lose like all motivation yeah. and all, all like self confidence. You have true. to have those people in the back yeah. saying, "Don't worry, bro. You got this." Like, hundred percent. Even when I don't know if he got it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. Sometimes when I hear those L's, especially the BTG one, I was like, shit. <laughs> but I, I kept on being positive, you know? You needed some positivity. You know? Uh, you know, I mean, like, no, definitely, that was, a, like, a core part. Like, like, the, like, my friends, my family helped a lot, like, for sure. Like, I mean, I was so down, like, after those, that, those rejections, I was like, oh, shit. And especially after BCG one, like, it was kind of late in the year. I was like, damn. Like, all applications for finance are closed now, like... You know, like I got to so many final rounds, like, not, like you know, it wasn't working out, and I was like, damn, what's going wrong, right? What's 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 not working out? And then, and then, like, funny enough, like every day, like I was every day, like you know where I used to, you two know where I used to live, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. In, right, like in, in Granary Square, not far from the Google office in King's Cross, mm -hmm. right? 
So every day on my way to university, I'd be walking past that Google office, and I always look at it like, dude, like, oh my God, like, like, is there someone else standing outside right now, like, you know, having a smoke break that I can network with? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'd always look at it, like, every day, like, every single day I'd go to uni, I'd look at it, I was like, damn, like, I want to be there. And then, like, but I never, I never applied. Like, I never, ever applied. Like, I thought there was no chance, like, there's no way, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big issue that most people don't realize that, like, you don't, you, I feel like 99% of people who got into Google never would have expected or even thought they'd yeah. get into Google mm-hmm. or probably didn't even think of applying until someone like, you know, just pushed them or something like that. But anyways, even though I was walking past it, I wasn't applying. I was like, okay, like, uh, no, like, no point. And then one day I get an email, like, I think it was from like, uh, I don't know, like, the, those companies that kind of just promote, like, they send me emails, like marketing emails, mm-hmm. like, oh, apply to this, it's closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I had, I got one, I was like, oh, apply, the, the Google summer internship is just open, blah, 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 like, apply to it. And I was like, you know, let me just apply, like, you just give your CV and, like, you know, you, you just pray to God. You don't know what's going to happen, you just submit your CV, that's it, no cover letter, nothing. So I was like, okay, like, whatever, like, I submitted my CV, I didn't even, like, review my CV, like, I didn't, you know, I was just like, let me just submit it. Yeah. Submitted it, didn't hear back for ages. I think it was like four months. Four months later, I get the call and I was like, oh, there, there was the recruiter. He's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. We think that, you know, you'd be a good fit, blah, blah, blah. And he interviewed me on the spot. Like, really? On the spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but because of all the interviews I've done in the past, I was like, you know, it was kind of like ingrained <laughs> into my brain, right? So I started like um, answering them. He was like, okay, call cool, so Like, now I'm going to pick into the next round and stuff. I was like, cool, awesome. So then when he said that, I was like, from that moment, even though I didn't know what my yeah. issues were going to be, I was just like, you know, like, on it. Asking, like, I, I ditched, like, I ditched, like... At least a four week of... More and more, three weeks, easily, three weeks. I ditched at least three weeks of university, oh lectures and everything, put everything on hold, just prep, 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 right? Like, <laughs> like I can't even tell you, like, this was like, it was it, this was all or nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd probably be like busking. Like, 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 that was all I would have been done. Like, my, my energy would have been gone. Like, there's nothing. Like, that was, it was all or nothing, right? So I prepped my ass off. And then, um, and then yeah, I mean, like, like I, I just worked so hard. Um, I prepped so hard. And, and, and this was kind of like, the you know, this, this was it. So I, I did the interview, got it. And then I was like, that's it, you know? And then, like, it's so normal to apply, like, like I'm just saying, like, it's just like a, like a random number. You apply to, like, let's say 100 internships, right? You're gonna get rejected from like fifty. Mm-hmm. And I know actually you're not gonna hear back from fifty. Okay? You're not gonna hear back from fifty, right? Like easily, so you're not gonna hear back from fifty. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get rejected from like thirty. Okay, there's twenty left. You're um, probably gonna like do the tests for like like uh, those twenty or whatever, fail like half of them, get past the other half of them, so you have like ten left. From those ten, you're gonna do like one first round interview, whatever. Get you know, fail that. Yeah. There's gonna be like five. <laughs> from the five, you're five gonna, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, five if you're lucky. Like, honestly, and then from those five, you're gonna do like one, two, three rounds interviews. Maybe final round, maybe not. Um, and get rejected for one, then you're gonna end up with like one or two. And that, that's how it is. Like, it's so normal. Like you just have to get used to like failing, 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 and then you know, like that's it. Yeah. Um. So I guess this is a bit of a heavier question. What would you say is one of the most defining failures of your life? <laughs> Heavy one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how have you bounced back from it? Yeah. You know, a positive spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting question. Um, I'd probably say... So, 
Yeah, no, I've, I talked about all the rejection that took from it, just so that wasn't defined. Like, that wasn't the most defining. I'd probably say the most defining was even before that, like, at school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so up until, like, year 11, so I, did, I was British system as well, so mm-hmm. 13 years, mm-hmm. GCSEs, levels, that sort of stuff. So up until year 11, um, I was... I was an idiot. Like I was, I was, I was the biggest idiot in school who would like, you know, just argue with teachers, like skip every class, get my mom to like write me out of school, um, like like wrestle with my friends in class, like not give like a flying, you know, about about, uh, about, about like academia and all that sort of stuff, right? I thought that like I was smart enough to just like kind of get me through without really studying or doing anything, right? Um, because of that, um, surprise, surprise, I was predicted like from my like from my GCSEs, I was predicted like <laughs> something like it's actually like embarrassing, but like, I got predicted something like five C's, seven D's, like something stupid, right? Like something like that. When I saw, I was like, "There's no way!" Like, how do these people think I'm this stupid? Right? Yeah, or a couple of D's in there. <laughs> so I just, you know, I was, I was like, "There's no way!" Like, even if I don't study, I'll get like way better. There's no way, right? And like, you know, like, surprise, like, the thing is, like, the way I was acting and what I was, like, skipping class, like, not giving, you know, any, like, not even caring about, mm-hmm. like, what's, what's going on in, in different lectures, like, I would just, I would just, you know, I wasn't, like, if I was a teacher at that point, I would also predict myself. Like, was very, <laughs> like I, I totally understand them. But at that point in my life, I was like, I my dad said, and he was like, he was like, look, like this is the year either make it or break it because GCSEs count. Like GCSEs are like the first actual exams that yeah. you know count. Like without GCSEs, you have really bad predicted ASs and A levels and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, and it, like it's like a knock-on effect and like yeah. it screws you up for the long run, right? So that at that point in my life, it was like, oh damn! Like when I saw those predicted grades, I was like, damn! Like <laughs> do people don't believe in me like, that much. Like, it's like really? Like that's what that's what y'all think of me? Like, <laughs> like, like shit! You know? I was so like, like at that point, I was like, oh my god! Like this, uh, bro! Like I was it's so gonna good. prove them wrong. You know, like everyone, like all the teachers. And I spoke to them. I was like, guys! Like I spoke to my teacher. I was like, how? Like how do you predict me this? Like. Like I'm sure I can I can I can achieve something much better than that, right? At that like, point, no, no. Yeah. at that point, it became personal. Yeah, yeah genuinely, <laughs> and like they were so like uptight, and they're like, no, well, based off you know your previous performance and the way we've seen, uh, blah, blah blah, we have to predict you this, and this is what we see you getting. And I was like, okay, cool. And all the all the parent-teacher meetings, like it was always so like I hate going to. I never tell my parents about them because <laughs> because of like these these rubbish predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, when he saw predictions, he was like, so like you know. Was like so shook and like he like straightened me up you know it was like look like this is the year you have to like you have to you have to you have to work hard so at that point i was like that's it like there were three months for my gcse's i never worked hard i don't think to this day to this day i don't think i've worked harder than that i generally don't think yeah, like, nothing like the university for every like there's no way i don't think i've ever worked harder than my entire life those three months like it was like grind time. Like I never that. That's when I first like you know sat down. I was mm-hmm. like you know this is this is this is like this is the time I have to prove myself, right? And like I'm so you know what you know what triggered that you know what defined that the the, the real trigger for that was the people I was hanging around. Mm-hmm. The the people I was hanging around initially, they were all like like uh, like knuckleheads like me, right? Like idiots. <laughs> like we were all idiots. Like we we would do the stupidest stuff, but then. After having a discussion with my dad, he told me like change your friend like your friendship circle, right? So I started hanging out with 
people who are way more ambitious, who wanted to go, you know, like who already knew like what they were gonna do. Like they, they, they're, they're like, okay, I'm gonna get into this university. I'm gonna study this. I'm gonna graduate into Goldman Sachs. I'm gonna do X, Y, Z. I was like, damn, you know, like I started hanging around those people, and because I was hanging around those people, like. I was trying to like um, study in parallel with them, right? So mm -hmm. I was like working just as hard as them, if not harder, right? Um, and then come exams, um, and like I did my best, and then results come out, and they thought that there was an error in my results, so they sent my results back for, <laughs> no for double way. check. Like the school paid for it to be like remarked. Wow. Yeah, yeah, That's imagine because it was before, so before good. Even me know, like I didn't, I wasn't oh. even given my results. I didn't even know, right? I didn't even know what I got, but they sent it back for remarking. And it came back like even higher, so like, <laughs> um, and I ended up getting like seven A stars for it, and like everyone was like, "What the hell?" Like you know, like that. predicted like C's, C's, yeah, 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 literally. So th at that point, when I got those results, I was like, "Damn, it's worth it," you know, like yeah. like it's worth it, like that grind was worth it. So then I carried on that mentality into ASs and A levels, and ASs I ended up getting four A's as well. A levels I got like two A stars, two A's. And then I got into UCL, and that was like my goal, to be in central London at a good university. Mm. Got into UCL engineering, did that, and just carried on that mentality. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like what, you know, what's pushed me Kept back to this pushing. day. Like, I, I still, I still, I still kind of use that drive. Yeah, yeah but I'm sorry, your school is rude for sending you back to <laughs> yeah, Like, that is, without yeah. even that giving you the results. That's yeah. yeah. like, a different level. Like, it was crazy, wow. it was crazy. Because like, my economics mark or something like that was the highest I think in in the UAE or something like that. It was like amongst all schools or something like that. It was like some crazy because like, I, I I remember getting like a hundred UMS or something like that. Yeah. And they sent it back and they're like they're like how like, no way <laughs> right. And then they sent it back and like they're like yeah. And then there's another mark as well. They wanted to check it out. That one went up. I think it was like <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so. crazy. Cause you think they wouldn't want to because it reflects well on the school yeah. if they yeah. do yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So for them to now send it back and be like, we can't even claim this. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Literally. ridiculous. Literally, yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of it. Um, that's what pushed me. Um, and I'd, I'd say that's probably the most defining yeah. moment. It's crazy yeah. how much, like, because you were quite young when this happened. I mean, GCSEs yeah. are really important, yeah. Yeah. but it's crazy. When we were, we did an episode ourselves and we had to reflect on, like, our own failures. Yeah. And I remember speaking about one that happened when I was quite young and yeah. I buried it. Like, I didn't even remember it. And then yeah. in the process of having to think about these questions, I realized how much of an impact that actually had yeah. on, like, who I am today. Totally. But totally. I've been yeah. so young when it happened. Yeah. And it's crazy how... Obviously, it can have it can have quite negative effects because obviously for you it had a really good positive effect, but for people who, you know, went something really bad and then because you hear a lot of people who fail their GCSEs and then True. they just don't care anymore True. and they or they yeah, think yeah. that it's it holds to their identity and they don't yeah. want to change it. But it's so good that you know you had the chance to like actually yeah. revive yourself and push that out yeah you. hold that grind with you yeah. for time all the way till now and you know yeah. i think i think mario was lucky to the extent that he he kind of had his shock before the actual results so his shock yeah. came mm. with the predicted yeah. grades you mm. know some people yeah. they don't really it doesn't switch on them they it doesn't click until yeah. after the yeah. results but yeah. like i think it's important to realize that every like the next day is the start of the rest of your life yeah. and you can always switch up from then you know yeah, you can sure. always decide like okay 
things haven't really been going well, yeah. I can change that if I have a different mindset to For it. Sure. You know? so and, I think, and that's sure. whether before your GCSEs, after your GCSEs, yeah. like no matter where, even in university, if yeah, you failed exactly. your degree, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like yeah. after exactly. your degree, you can still come back. Like yeah. there's yeah. no, there's no end points. Yeah. And I mean, your grades don't define you, you know, you're more than just that. So exactly. obviously it's important. Because even at Google, I swear now that they're, they're yeah. taking people that yeah. don't even have, have degrees. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But there's actually things I want to say there. So number one is that, yes, yeah, super important. But I think that a really important thing is the people that are around you. Like that was, yeah. that's, that's what gave me the shock. Like I would have continued being dumb as I was <laughs> if like my dad didn't train me up, you know, like my parents weren't like there like at that time if if my if my friends like if they weren't so ambitious and like yeah. so hardworking as well like there's no way i would have had that shock right so i'm so lucky to have been around like the right people at the right time to kind of get the shock early so that, like i knew i knew i had to get my my shit together and my second point was related to both of what you guys are saying mm -hmm. um which was that you actually don't like at any point in your life you could switch it up because like and i've i've seen that firsthand like one of my best friends cousins um, failed his degree at university, is, has no degree, basically. He like dropped out, I think, after he failed the first or second year. And now he's the highest earning, you could say like graduate, no, he didn't graduate, that I know. Like, he's oh, really? age 21. Um, he lives in Australia, he's, he's in property. He lives in Australia, he lives in property, he works in property. Um, and he he made 800k last year of commission. What? Yeah. At 21? He's, he's the best property. Uh, Guy, when I've been telling you I'm getting into real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Just to put that into perspective, people who like don't know about like, uh, you know, how much money you make off graduate jobs, but like the average graduate salary in the UK is like, 22 The average salary yeah. in the UK is 26k. Yeah, like, exactly. Not even graduate. Yeah. So he was like 800k without a degree. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. He actually bought, just bought his first house. It's wow, twenty twenty one. That's mad. Yeah. I mean, right after my Google application. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Real estate. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so on a lighter note, um, have there been any failures that now that you look back on, you just laugh like in the memory of it? Yeah. So I think that. Um, uh, yeah, so the, I think that there, there definitely is, and it goes back to my experience at Deutsche Bank. Um, during the internship, one thing that I, before the internship, one thing that I heard from everyone who'd done in the spring internship was network, 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 right? <laughs> so I was network, network, networking, and as they said, um, and I met this guy who was, who was like on, my, on, on the team I was interning in. I think it was like corporate finance, IBD, and it was like consumer goods, something like that, that, that vertical. Um, and he was like, he was so cool. He was like 28. I think he was an associate or something like that. And we we're getting along so well. Um, and we go for a coffee and we're, we're talking about stuff that you shouldn't be talking about on an internship, right? Like we're talking about like, like, you know, like outings, like clubbing, like girls, you know, like, we're, like we were bonding, you know, like proper, like proper bonding. Then he's like, you know what, bro? Like, let's go out let's, let's go have a drink. Like, and we go out for a drink. We go to like a restaurant, we have dinner, have a drink. Um, we're talking about everything, like life, like, you know, I was like so sure that that's it. Like I was, I had that conversion for sure, you know, like, cause we were like good friends. Like he had me on WhatsApp, he was messaging me and stuff. And the next day he's like, yeah, come down, let's go for a coffee. Like we were like, you know, we, we built a really good like friendship over those two, three days. And then he, I think that this also might've contributed towards the failure of, um, not converting was that we got too close oh. that when he referred me internally, I think he made it, I think that in the referral, it was too, um, 
it seemed maybe it seemed too obvious to HR that you know mm. like maybe like you know we'd known each other before something like that mm. right because like he he showed me he showed me what he emailed HR he showed me the email and the email was like yeah this guy's amazing like you know I 100% recommend him for the conversion <laughs> um, you know I think he's great blah 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 like you know and, and extra like it was a really long like it seemed a bit obvious right mm. so I think that might have contributed to it but that that's that's like the funny kind of like yeah. you know failure that I had but like I think that's the only one I can think. Um, so kind of like rounding up the conversation, do you have any advice or bits of wisdom that you'd like to share from your experiences, your life, your failures, your success? Yeah, um, yeah, good question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm only 21, so it feels weird like saying, you know, like giving people advice because like personally I'm going to need advice as well because like I'm still, you know, very on, early on in my career, but um, from my personal experiences, I'd probably say um, to whatever it is, whatever it is, like try to always be part of the minority that sees failure to be part of success rather than the majority that sees failure to be the opposite of success, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say that's kind of the mentality to have towards everything. So if you try, apply to 100 internships, 100 jobs, and you get rejected from 100 internships and 100 jobs, that's still good because that's part of ultimately your success, right? Because you, it's not like you did all of that for nothing. You mm -hmm. learned so much from that, right? Like I learned so much from my internship uh, interview experiences at Deutsche Bank and BCG because ultimately that got me into Google. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's probably the, the, the piece of advice mm -hmm. I'd, I'd give. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it's about. Okay, yeah. So thank you, Mario. This podcast has been so much fun. I know Rebecca and yeah, I have enjoyed it. And I hope you guys, our listeners, that you've enjoyed it as well. Give us a follow on Instagram and please, please leave us a review on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. We would love to hear your suggestions as to who we should interview or what we should include. Um, and if you drop us a DM, we'll definitely reply to you. We would love to engage with you further. But yeah, thank you again, Mario, for coming. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you so course, much. And, and just before that, sorry, mm -hmm. I wanted to say thank you guys. Like, this was really, really awesome. I think that the, the whole theme of this podcast is really awesome. Um, I, you know, personally, like, you're going to learn so much from the podcast. Like, yeah. I did so much as well from people's experiences. Um, just keep it up. Really awesome. And, and thank you for having me, guys. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. And yeah, you're going to have an outro, outro music, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,